What's your story? To my younger self, what's your story? To my younger self. 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 What's your story? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Zoe Baraka, and we are here today to celebrate an amazing, amazing woman. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see who is here. Oh my God, you are first here today. <laughs> good morning. Greetings from the Swiss Alps. Ralia, it is so good to see you guys. Oh my goodness. I see each and every one of you. You know what? We have a tradition here. Um, we greet everybody. Uh, in different, different, different African languages. And we're going to do that now. You know why? Because we're Africans and we love to say good morning. We love to say good afternoon. We like to say good night. We are communal people. Okay, so let's go ahead and greet each other in our different dialects. I want to hear from you if you're watching us. Okay, uh, for those of you who are going to be watching us later in the show or, you know, after the show is done, please, 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 please help us go into the comment section. Say good morning to us in your local dialect. Wherever you are in Africa, I do want to hear from you. Greetings to you. If you are in Burkina Faso and you speak, um, you know, Hausa, you are any part in the any part in the northern parts of Ghana, uh, any part of the northern parts of Africa, really, I greet you. Barakadazwa to you. Sanunkudazwa yayadeya kakwana kakwana lafia. I hope you are doing well. I just greeted you in the Hausa language. Yakenken toma toma for toma. I am greeting you in the Kusal dialect, which is my mother tongue. I'm always telling you that I am so glad that you're here and you're watching us. And Dina, to you, if you speak, Aleke, I hope you are doing well. It is so good to see you. Thank you for joining us. And to sing Akwa Ba. Oh, and to Den, I am so glad that you're here. I greet you, Mimamwachi. I'm just greeted, I'm just greeting you now in um a Khan dialect, in the Fanti, in Achim. Anywhere you are, and if you speak Chi, I just greeted you, okay? Saubonani to you. Do you speak Zulu? South Africa, we greet you. Thank you so much for joining us. Bella to you, Ibiokibari to you. Do you speak Moshi, especially if you are in Burkina Faso? <laughs> I am greeting you. I am greeting you. Tell your time. I hope you're doing well. I am greeting you in Ghana. Ojeko to you. It is so good to see you. Nigeria, stand up for us. <laughs> Ekaro to you. I am greeting you. Ekabo, I just greeted you in the Yoruba dialect. Nagadev to you. Where are you in Senegal? Do you speak Wolof? Senegal, the Gambia, um, any part of Africa that speaks Wolof, we greet you, we greet you. Jumbo to you. Habari Ghani. Habari Yawasubwe. Do you speak Swahili? 
We greet you. We greet you. Thank you for joining us. Katong Amohelang to you. Do you speak Sosoto? I am greeting you. Oh my goodness. I see you all. I see you all. Inyasi Aloy. Domilaki, I am greeting you in the Bisa language. Thank you so for joining us. Kotoli to you. Uh, do you speak Fulani? Uh, are you a Fulani person? Do you speak Fofoli? I greet you. I greet you. Akei to you. We're paying homage to our uh, Aiti Sherry friends. Thank you guys for joining us always. We feel the bond. We feel the love. Bombia to you. Do you speak Portuguese? Any part of Africa? I greet you. I greet you. Of course, bonjour to you. Bonjour to you. Buenos dias to our Spanish-speaking supporters. We see you. Tusanyusi to you. Okubalaba to you. If you are in Uganda and you speak Luganda, we greet you. We are happy to see you, of course. Welcome, 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 everybody. Today is a wonderful day. Let me tell you guys, if you've been in any kind of situation at all that you thought God could not move the fence in your defense, this is the show for you. We are here to outdoor the most important book, at least in my stratosphere and atmosphere, this is one of the most important books of the decade. And we are here to support this incredible woman. I'm not gonna introduce her yet because you know I'm, I'm gonna spoil it, but we're gonna go into uh, the show right away. And we have an introductory uh, uh, video that we wanna open the show with. But before we do that, I wanna greet each and every one of you, all protocols observed for every person uh, that 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 uh, uh, is watching us. I know a lot of dignitaries are watching us. Uh, Auntie Tilly, I know you're watching us. I greet you. I thank you. I know also Archbishop Palmer Buckle, you're watching, sir. We greet you. We thank you, Your Highness. Thank you for joining us. For each and every one of you that is here, uh, we greet you. We greet you. We greet you, guys. We're gonna go into it. Uh, and for those of us who are part of the cast, we're calling ourselves the cast. Some of you I'm going to kick out of the studio, not out of malice, I promise you. It is that we need a little space so that we can do some things, okay? So we'll we'll kick you out, and then when it's time, we'll call you to come back in. All right, we're going to start the show now. Uh, bear with me one moment as we do that. Here we go. All righty. We are going to play an introductory video now. Bear with us as we pull that up. All righty. There we go, guys. For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God Oh, 
of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God hey! Cause all my life you have been faithful Oh yes you have And all my life you have been so Well, we are back. We are back. It is so good to see each and every one of you. Um, when we, we decided to do this video, we did not tell Adeline we're going to do this. So this is a major, big surprise to her uh, from all of us at To My Younger Self and also uh, with the help of Abaketo Anda, we put this together. Adeline, this is how much you are loved. And uh, it is a testament. I'm seeing the numbers just skyrocketing. Over 100 people already joining us. We want to say God has been indeed very faithful. All her life, he has been faithful. Listen, we're going to jump into the, uh, the show. My name is Zoe Baraka. I will just be your moderator for the day. We're going to kick off with uh, inviting Reverend Ikea to, be, uh, to lead us in prayer. And let me read a little bit about Reverend Ikea Ofori-Bwatin. She is an Anglican priest, director of programs for the Anglican Diocese of Accra, an engineer by profession, and an author amongst many other things. Listen, Google is your friend today. If you hear a name and you're like, oh my God, there's so much more we should have said about that person, please Google it so you can get to know who these people are. Incredible, amazing, amazing people. All righty. Reverend Nikhil, we're going to bring you on to the stream so you can lead us in a, a session of prayer before we kick off. You are very welcome, Reverend. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Let us bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for today for this opportunity to unveil this book. Lord, your word has been the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the testimony of our mouths. Today, your daughter has listened to you. 
She has written down her testimony so that it will reach far and wide. Our prayer, Lord, is that you know the needs of everyone. You know the pain that we each suffer. May the words that are written in this book ride upon your Holy Spirit to meet each person who hears them in whatever capacity at the point of their need. We invite you to be a part of our launch today. In your son Jesus Christ's name we've prayed. Amen. Oh, I'm excited to be here this morning as we give thanks and praise for your life at line. We've been friends from when I was 14 years old, so that's some um, 40 or so years ago. And I'm grateful to God for the amazing, wonderful things he's done in your life. And I'm just honored and privileged to be a part of this Thanksgiving as we lift you up before the King of Kings and as we lift his name, may he continue to be glorified in your life at line. And may he show himself strong on behalf of his people. And we use your life as a contact for everyone who needs a miracle. May Jesus Christ be praised. Church to my God. 
this morning. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. And may Jesus Christ show himself strong in your life. Amen. Amen. Indeed, he watches over us. Guys, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Auntie Jackie, thank you so much. And I do apologize. Apparently, we couldn't hear you or people couldn't hear you when I was doing your introduction. Guys, you just heard from the amazing, amazing Jackie Ankara. She's a broadcast journalist, a radio TV personality, motivational speaker, a musician, an inspirational singer, songwriter, amongst many, many other things. And one of the things I was saying before, when you guys couldn't hear me was this, that I got an opportunity to work with uh, Auntie Jackie a long time ago. I doubt she remembers me on one of Ghana's old TV shows. And she showed up and her integrity. I mean, I learned from her, even though I never got a chance to say that to her. So today I get to say that to her on Home Sweet Home. I know. No. I was your biggest. <laughs> oh, I was wow. I know. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for showing up again and showing us who you are. We love you dearly and we'll touch base soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. Yes. Yes. All righty. I know, right? She was like, what? Really? Guys, I'm about to introduce to you. And let me tell you, today I am just fangirling and girl crushing the whole time, okay? This is another gentleman I absolutely love. I mean, I watch him all the time. His craft is tight. If I tell you, all right, let me introduce him to you. I am not going to go in too much because you know how I be going on, all right? Mr. Kafui Day is a multiple award-winning journalist, award-winning broadcaster, radio and TV personality, a much sought after event coordinator and author amongst many other things. Let me tell you, today we're gonna to be using that phrase amongst many other things because we cannot tell you just how talented this cast is. And he's going to help us by reading uh, the first excerpt from the book. Thank you, Lord. I know I haven't introduced the book yet, but this is intentional. We're here because of this. And um, <laughs> let me not go into it yet. Let me let Mr. Kafuide come in and do his thing. And then we will introduce the guest of honor herself, the book. Okay? Mr. Kafuide, where are you? We are introducing you. Here we go. Hello, 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 sir. Hey, 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 Zoe. How are you doing? What an honor. Thank you for joining us. It's a real pleasure, and I must say I have one thing in common with you. So I worked with Jackie many years ago on radio, uh, 2014, so I know Jackie too. And oh. yeah, disappoint. Yeah. Listen, we're famous by proxy right now. Exactly so, exactly so. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Take All us right. away. Thank you. So my job is to read an excerpt from the book. So the foreword is what I'm reading. It was written by the most reverend Charles Gabriel. Palmer Buckle, Metropolitan Archbishop of Cape Coast, Ghana. And for those of you who went to Achimoto School, you'd simply know him as Father Buckle when he used to teach us religions back then. So here we go. And as the book of Hebrews 12, 6 says, for the Lord disciplines him whom he loves and chastises every child whom he receives. 
May you who would read this book be purified like gold if God so wills it for you, even in the crucible of pain and suffering. For it is also God's special choice, privilege, and love. And may you be made to shine even better than gold in the kingdom and to the greater glory of God. Thank you very much. Oh my God, you should be reading, uh, you know, audiobooks someday. Thank you so much, Mr. Kafri Day. God bless <laughs> you. We thank you for joining us. And of course, we're going to see you later for when we and actually to introduce our guest of honor, the book itself. Indeed. Thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you. Uh, as thank we're you. talking, thank you so much, sir. We'll see you very, very soon. God bless you. As we're going on, listen, if you have not gone on Amazon yet, if you haven't gone on Book Nook yet, I implore you, please jump on there and type in, do this for me, type in Adeline Araba Edmondson. This book is going to pop up and I want you to do another thing for me. Put it in your cart and then <laughs> I want you to go a step further and click that button that says order now. I guarantee you, you will thank me later once you get to start reading this book. So whilst we're here outdooring this book, a lot of people already have had it and read it. And let me tell you, the reviews are coming in quick. They're coming in hot. I need you to do that for me because I love you that much and because God loves you that much. And yes, Adeline loves you that much. It's why she wrote this book. Okay. I thank you guys. I thank you. I thank you. All righty. As we're, in, we're talking about this incredible book, one of the people that helped make this dream a reality is the next person I'm about to introduce to you. Another person I absolutely admire, Kofi Bekpagli. He is, oh my God, another one of my big brothers, him together with uh, Nana Aredamwa. They're doing an incredible job out there in Ghana with Book Nook. Mr. Kofi Dakpagli is a regional and international multiple award-winning journalist, multiple award-winning journalist, I'm so sorry, hold on one moment, yes, uh, whose interests are triangled in tourism, only Kofi would say that, triangled in tourism, culture, and the environment. He is, amongst many other things, the editor and publisher of this book. Thank you, Lord. He has done an incredible job. We are proud of him. My, I, I mean, I am very personally proud of the job that he has done. Mr. Kofi Dakpagli, where are you, sir? Sir? <laughs> we, uh, we have lost a little uh, bit of... I hope he's watching us and he's able to join us uh, very, very soon. What we're going to do is we're going to go and uh, introduce the next excerpt reader, who is uh, Sharon Mills, also a multiple award-winning creative consultant with extensive experience in marketing, communications, and other commercial creative spheres. Um, and she's going to come and read her excerpt, and then we're going to go back and go ahead and get uh, Mr. Kofi Dakpagli for you. Ms. Sharon Mills, you are very, very welcome. Thank you so much for joining Hi. us. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you and thank you everyone for joining us. So here I go. I'm reading chapter six. What then shall I say in response to these things? I'm reading um, a short excerpt uh, from page 67 for those of us who have the book. Now, when God does for us 
things we consider as good, we do not question him unduly or insist that he tells us why or why he believes we deserve them. We may at times have been blessed without sweat, toil, or stress. God always has gotten us covered. We often refer to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. This is good, yet we also need to tell our stories in whatever way we can tell them, wherever we can tell them, and to whomever we can tell them, so that people who hear from us can learn that in truth, the same God is also the God of Adeline and us all. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you so very much, Sharon. Thank you for reading so well. God bless you. And guys, again, this is from the book. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. We'll see you back soon. Very, very soon. Okay. God bless you. <laughs> Bye. Listen, guys. Again, if you haven't found the book yet, please do do me a favor and go into Book Nook. For those of you who are in Ghana and all, well, all parts of Africa, really, go into Book Nook and order this book. If you are here with me in um, the Western Hemisphere, like we like to say, please jump on Amazon and find this book. I guarantee you, you will not regret it. You really wouldn't. Okay. Um, this incredible gentleman that we introduced before we introduced the beautiful Sharon Mills is here with us now, and we are grateful that he's here. I know he didn't hear our introduction, but he's going to go watch, and then he will come, you know, watch and hear our introduction. But let me just bring him on now. Hello, sir. Kofi, can you hear us? You are muted. You are, you are muted, sir. Can you please unmute yourself? There you go. Hi, Zoe. <laughs> Hi. Finally, we've been trying to get you for so In long. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, my big brother. Please take oh, it from me, sir. <laughs> Zoe, thanks for all the good work you've been doing. Such an honor, an honor. We are inspired. Thank you. You too. All right, sir. Take us away. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, I would like to say a special congratulations to Adeline. Adeline, can I say Ebenezer? You and I know <laughs> the rivers crossed and the mountains climbed to get this far. So I would want to say it was a work that you can call the labor of love. So much went into it. Uh, at the end of the day, we're all here to celebrate. My reading is taken from chapter one, titled In the Beginning. I read, that day in the year 2016, in the most unruffled time of my life, as I lay in the comfort of my bed at home in Accra, Ghana, the devil struck with seeming accrued vengeance without any prompting and without my realizing this, there seemed to be vengeance. There seemed to be 
there seems to emerge, sorry, the strange and unidentifiable beginnings of what has turned out to be a testimony, bringing people to Christ, to God's glory. It may have been meant for evil, yet God took control of the rudder of my life and has steered it the way he wills. In the beginning, I had the word, and now I realize that I found the key to it all, God. Thank you for your attention. All right, I do believe that he was on his phone reading and that's why we weren't able to see him whilst he was doing his reading. Um, Uncle Kofi, thank you so much for reading that so beautifully. God bless you and thank you. Uh, Kofi is actually uh, one of the people that owns the publishing house that actually published this book. So it's Kofi and Damwa, which is Dakpagli, but he actually is Kofi Akpagli. <laughs> Another one of my big brothers. They are huge supporters of this show. So I love them dearly, not because they're supporters, but because, you know, they're incredible people. The next person I'm about to introduce to you is a woman I have come to love and cherish so dearly, so, so dearly. I love this woman. But I'm not going to go on about her because you know what? Today is ain't about any of us, not me, not anybody, but the miracle woman herself. Uh, let me introduce to you Mrs. Abaketo Anda, a psychotherapist, a biochemist, licensed mental health counselor, international bestseller uh, of the book, Reflections of a Hope Monger, amongst many, many, many other things. In fact, she is sometimes my personal confessor. I run a lot of things by her too. Guys, please help me welcome onto the stage right now, Mrs. Abba Kato Anda. Hi. Hello, hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Over to you, ma'am. Over to you. Thank you. And I want to say I'm so honored to be in this space to witness what God has done in Adeline's life. And um, this morning, I'm going to be reading from chapter 11, which is called Generals Encourage Perseverance. And so here it goes. I had no sleep throughout the night. To start the morning shift, a new doctor walked in and decided to use what he explained to me to be his ultimate solution. A sealant, he said, was mostly used in war situations and always successfully sealed wounds caused by bullets or shrapnel during training or war. He assured me that in all his many years of practice as a doctor, he had never seen the sealant not work. I quietly thought to myself, now I have created a wartime situation in this small hospital room. For a few minutes, I wavered. I had prayed to God all night, but I honestly, at that moment, was not fully trusting God. I had found confidence in this wartime miracle. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Lady Abaketo Anda, for joining us. 
with your beautiful self and your beautiful smile. And thank you for working behind the scenes. This woman has worked tirelessly behind the scenes with us uh, as we try to put this program together. God bless you. We'll see you backstage, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, my goodness. Now, the next couple of people I'm going to introduce are people who um, have known our guest of honor, the lady for who we're all here, Adeline Araba Anderson, they've known each other for years and years and years. In fact, they really do not need any introduction except that they have been her armor bearers, they have been her errand and her hurt, they have been her prayer warriors, they've been the ones that cried with her, laughed with her, joked with her, they've been everything to her. And they're gonna come here and share with us a little bit about a woman I now personally call Miracle Araba. The first person I will introduce is um, Esther Kaba. Esther, where are you? Here we go. Hi. Esther, you are muted. There we go. We unfortunately cannot hear you. How about we do this? We're going to course correct. We're going to bring Nakai on, and then you check your sound, and then you're going to come back, okay? Fantastic. Thank you so much, my dear. All right. The next person we're going to introduce is Nakai, another lady who has been in Adeline's corner for years and years and years. Naka, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us, ma'am. Thank you. I hope you can hear me. Yes, we can. There we go. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, um, that we're even here celebrating Adeline, her good health and her book launch today in itself is such a moving time. It's a big testimony and it's a testament to God's faithfulness and God's love. Adeline and I, I might call her Araba sometimes, please forgive me, but I, I will refer to her as Araba sometimes, have been very good friends since childhood. We grew up in the same neighborhood. From our very early years, I realized that she was hosting what we call reflections on the TV. Reflections was just something, a little snippet at the end of TV on a normal day where someone spoke about Christ. She was young, but she did it with so much maturity. Following that, I knew she was very active in her Christian fellowships in Achimota in secondary school. Um, Adeline has worked so hard for God, so tirelessly for Christ, and she's been consistent at it. I praise God for her life. When Adeline started to experience health challenges, it was a little scary to start with. It was a little traumatic. But knowing that God she had served so closely and so steadfastly and so faithfully gave myself and all her loved ones the, the assurance that she would be well. Um, it, was, it was traumatic sometimes, but we knew God's love. We knew God's faithfulness. For that reason, we were not afraid. For that reason, we were not afraid. We continue to pray individually as friends and together as friends. We knew a friend would be delivered by the hand of God. There were some simple verses that we stood on. 
one of them which I'll never forget is Philippians 1 and verse 6. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work within you will carry it on to completion. We were very sure of this. We were very sure of this. Another one was that your labor of love will not be in vain. Our best labor of love would not be in vain. Again, that's something we were very sure about. We stood on these verses and we prayed tirelessly. Sometimes we could see the results of our prayers were favorable. We could tell that God was doing his work. Other times we'd be confounded and we'll feel like we've been set back. But we just stood on his word. We just stood on the word of God. We were just focused on the word of God because if we look what was happening around, we'd be so discouraged. And the last verse that I will say and that I want to stay with you, Araba, is better is the end than the beginning. That is taken from Ecclesiastes 7, verse 8. Better is the end than the beginning. Who would ever have thought would be here in our glorious purple and gold celebrating you, celebrating God's goodness, celebrating what he's done in this book. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Zoe. Amen. Thank you so much, Naka. Wow. Thank what you. A, Thank you know what? I think Thank everyone you. needs a Naka in their corner. Everyone needs a friend like you, you. and we are so grateful because honestly, it's also with your encouragement, your powerhouse prayers that has brought us to this here. She obeyed and you came along with her and we celebrate you too in this time. Thank you you so much. Look how beautiful you you look. (laughs) <laughs> labor and we're so thankful to you god bless to you to god be the glory yes be all the glory we'll see you backstage nakai god bless you thank you for joining us have a wonderful day wow all righty we're gonna go back and uh see if we can get uh our beautiful sister esther uh koba to join us esther thank you so much for joining us my dear You are still very, very faint, my dear. Uh, are you able to use an ear pod? Because there is an echo. Yes, we can, can hear you. Now? Yes, we oh. can. I just want to say to God be the glory. Um, somewhere in Adabraka in Ghana, in the 70s, uh, little children, young people, we would gather at the Calvary Methodist Church under a tree to be taught the word of God. And there was Nan Araba with me, my cousins, and her sisters. We had a lot of fun. It was time for us to just bond on Sundays, coming from homes that would not let us go out much during the week. And then after a while, we sort of lost lost touch. And then, in the little chapel in the compound of the Methodist headquarters in Ghana, Nan Araba appears again, and I'm worshiping there. And yeah, I had friends there, but this was a friend from way back, somebody that I knew from church, from Calvary Methodist Church. So we connected, and she immediately came and said, I want to do something. I want to sing. I want to serve in the church. And so did she. She served in various capacities. 
And so one day after church, she said to me, Munia my sister, I, my pressure has been going up. And long story short, she ended up in hospital. At first, I thought she had a cold. And then she couldn't breathe. And there was oxygen for, on her for about five days. And I've never seen that before. And so we prayed. And we prayed. And she knows my weapon is praise. And so I went into praise. And then she wasn't getting better. And we couldn't even talk to her. And then she had to go to Kolebu and things went on and on and on. And I always wondered what is going on. But in conversation with her all the time, there was one thing constant. She wasn't sure of what was happening. She didn't know how things were going. But one thing that was certain in those times of uncertainty was her belief in God, her trust in God, and her, her, the permission I had from her to only praise because we knew that God would do it. How did this impact my life? As a Christian, I've always said, if I didn't have the permission from God to be anxious sometimes, to be afraid sometimes, and to ask God questions or even doubt, or to, to wonder and to ask other people to sub, uh, support me in prayer, as Jesus did in, in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross, then being a Christian would be very difficult for me. So, Nanarabas time in sickness was a time of deep of deepening of my own christian faith because we often agreed in prayer and in conversation that jesus could often be four days late but he would always be on time and there were times that he was so on time when i called her around midnight Ghana time, she would give me a report of how God had appeared. God had done it on time, including even paying bills that she thought she had to pay. And so the effect it had on me, the impact it had on me was that the approach of praising God because you don't want to remain anxious in affliction was good because the Bible says we should be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And this is one thing that we did. The other thing I want to say is what she herself writes in the book. The big difference for me in struggle and suffering was that I knew the Lord was in the situation with me. I could not allow myself to believe anything else but that. Against my Christian faith, any other possibility 
would have been just too traumatic. So we were in a situation of uncertainty, but one thing remained certain, that God was in the boat with us, has remained in the boat with us. And very often we would refer to the Christian, the Methodist hymn book, that Methodist hymn that says, Father, I know that all my life is portioned out for me, and the changes that are sure to come, I do not fear to see. But I ask thee for a present mind intent on pleasing thee. Never in Nan Araba's time of affliction did I hear her doubt Lord. She would question. She would she would be anxious. She would she she would be unsure. But in the center of the uncertainty was the certainty that we'd have a God that will take care of us. And so today we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have done. Thank you, Lord, for deepening our faith, even at a time that our human bodies seem to be wasting away. We give you, God, we give you the glory, we give you all the praise. Nanaraba, congratulations. Congratulations. Your book is another chapter in the book of Revelation. God has revealed himself through your situation. And we thank God for your story. We thank you for sharing your story. And we thank you that our faith has been even strengthened, more strengthened, because of what you have been through. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. Oh, my God. Thank you so very much, uh, Auntie Esther. Thank you for joining us. I love what is behind you. Trusting God makes sense even when it doesn't. And I just love your beautiful setup. You look so beautiful. Thank you for sharing first or how you came to know about our, our, our miracle Araba and also uh, just the journey you've taken with her. We're so grateful. And can you please say hello to the Fanyo Gosela? We missed that. <laughs> Those of us in the diaspora, we missed the Fanyo Gosela. <laughs> Please, please, please say hello to them. <laughs> I, I, will, I will do that. Thank God for his life. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. God bless you. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your day, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Let's see. Here we go. Listen, guys, I'm about to introduce to you the lady for whom we are all gathered here. This is the most important part of this event today. We're here because of this woman. And you know what? Let me let me just talk from the heart because I, even though I wrote something, I, I, I thought, you know what? Let me talk from the heart. Um, I call her <laughs> Arab Miracle. But 
Adeline Arba Innocent is a woman whose love for God shines through in all areas of her life. Not just in the areas that have been good, because she's had a good life, you know, uh, like she's been working for the Ghana Ministry of Justice, the United States Mission to Ghana as fraud investigator for the Homeland Security for West and Central Africa, or also, you know, the Ministry of Listening to Others, because, man, that woman can listen to people um, to narrate their encounters of faith with God as a certified life coach and also as a wife to the amazing, incredible, this man that, you know what? I just love him. I've never met him and I just love him. Amazing Godfrey Parquisi Anison. It is also not just as a testament of her show up and help any way you can spirit, as is evident in the number of people watching today. We are up at some point, we were up to about 200 and now we're, you know, the numbers just keep rising. It is so evident in that the number of people watching either as friends, family and loved ones. Listen, her love and appreciation for God has shown through even in the midst of the most devastating diagnosis which brought pain, confusion, a lot of uncharted medical jargon and uncertainty of a better tomorrow. This incredible, amazing woman, reminiscent of the biblical women of ancient days, at least to me in my mind, who in the face of the worst battles of their lives stayed faithful. Arba did not only just stay faithful, she stayed thankful and full of praise. From organ failures to finding a matching kidney, she praised. And now in the season of healing and a crisis averted, uh, she continues to serve humanity as a member of the Kidney Advocacy Committee of the American National Kidney Foundation. In the few short months I've known this woman, um, a woman, again, that I now call Arab Miracle, she has impacted me so much so that my ideas about the theophany of God, his manifested love, his power of autocracy has drastically and dramatically changed. She's done that in less than three months. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's something a lot of people couldn't do for 15 years straight, okay? To know Araba is to really begin to see God and to love him the way she does. And oh my God, her smile, her smile brightens any room and puts Icarus to shame. Do you guys know the story of Icarus? She puts Icarus to shame. In fact, I dare say her smile actually uh, makes the sun seem so pale in comparison. I honestly believe, and you know, I don't say this lightly, that um, if the writers of Hebrew 11 were alive today, they'd have to amend that whole chapter of Hebrews 11, and they'd have to add this there, that it is by faith that Araba Adelaide Anderson, when struck with the diagnosis that was literally shutting all of her major and minor organs, chose to praise God and let him inhabit her praise. I really do believe she belongs in Hebrews chapter 11. I cannot, I don't even have enough words. Ladies and gentlemen, storytelling connoisseurs, book connoisseurs, as we introduce the lady who wrote this book, this incredible, amazing book, this woman who has gone through over 
30 different surgeries in the span of a few years. She is like a giant and she's still standing tall, raising up her hand and saying, you still inhabit my praise. What are you going through? What have you been through? And you think God cannot do it? Now, as you see her come on and as she smiles, not only do I want you to say hello to her and welcome her, I want you to give her a standing ovation in your own way. I want you to stand up and give the mightiest hand clap first to God and also to her for showing us the way that the Bible has always said it. The Bible continues to say it. The only way we win is to go through it and to praise through it. Ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 in all humility, in all happiness, in all joy, in every, with every fiber in your body, I ask you, please help me welcome the woman of the moment, the author, skillful writer of this book. Thank you, Lord. He inhabits my praise. Miracle Adeline Araba Ehnusen. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Oh my goodness. Look at that smile. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so good to see you, Zoe. Yes, so, so good to see you. Wow. And, and thank you for having me. No, thank you. What an honor. What an honor. Wow. Listen, the chat room is blowing up. The chat room is blowing up. I, I don't know if you can see it, but, uh, uh, our communications director, give me one moment. Let me take over for a few seconds and read a few, uh, a few, just a few. <laughs> and her gentle voice. Arba is not simply a Christian. She is a Christ-like, kind, compassionate, and forgiving. She's an amazing woman. Doris says, I'm standing already. <laughs> I love this. Look at this person doing cartwheels. Rachel Dodu, thank you. She says, Araba, I salute you. I salute you. Let me tell you, we cannot even get an, a, a word in. To God be the glory, says Enuma. Um, Anne says, yay, beautiful as always. The chat room is blowing up. You know what? You are welcome. I haven't even said welcome to you thank properly. You. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. To God be the glory. Thank you, Zoe. I'm excited to be here too. And even though I can't see all of you, I am so glad to have all of you I haven't seen in years. Just join me to launch this book and pay tribute to my God. Thank you so much. I am really grateful. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, <laughs> with your permission, and even though we know, you know, it's right here in black and white, rather white and purple, it says Adeline Araba Amison. From time to time, I might just say a miracle Araba. Please forgive me. That's it's fine. the joy and just, you know, I'm just so excited and I don't know what to do. So do That's forgive fine. me. That but Adeline, I, I want to chat with you just a little bit. First of all, congratulations on Thank this you. giant feat. You know, you remind me of Paul in the Bible. <laughs> who says that he'd been afflicted with something. No one knows what that is. It could have easily been organ failure and shut down with your whole entire system. And he told God, can you take this away from me? Three times he prayed and three times God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. I dare say that you heard that my grace is sufficient for you for five years straight and you are here to tell a story. I want to 
you know, just jump in a real a, a little bit. And for those of you watching, we have a little bit of a raffle coming up. So in this interview, can you please pay intent attention because the question is going to come from this interview, okay? And if the first person to answer it, you get a signed copy, personalized copy of this incredible book. Thank you, Lord. He inhabits my praise. Now, Arba, can you uh, give a crisp content of this book? I mean, why did you write this book? How? Why? What's going on here? You know, those are questions I even ask myself now, but I know the answers. I would say I had to capture a five-year journey of indescribable misery living with the diagnosis of lupus nephritis and during the journey i had such impactful encounters with the living lord i learned so much he taught me so much he said so much i knew i had to share it and also the need for hope courage and resilience in the difficult moments of life in the storms of life are also reflected in the book. And why I wrote as a divine mandate, the Lord instructed me to write. And that's the only reason I did. I mean, it's, um, I was going to say it's not in character, but since I've written, I would say it was not in my character to tell my story to anyone, let alone write it. But when the Lord instructs you, you better be obedient. And as I wrote the book, of course, I'm a Christian, so I draw my faith into everything I do. So you would see a lot of Bible references. And even as I speak, you would hear me refer to the Bible. But that's, that's what happened. I captured the journey, and I really knew that I had to share it. God instructed me to write, and so I wrote. Wow. You know, um, in the book, there's a part, I think this was one of the most impactful ones for me. A friend of yours visits you and she has oil in her hand or she asks for oil. I don't know how she got the oil, but she somehow found it. And um, you explain to us how, what the statement is. Or I have come to visit you. For our viewers who do not speak Ashanti or Chui, means I've come to visit you. But the literal translation is I have come to oil you. I never knew that. And that impacted me so much, meaning that every time you visit someone, you're oiling them. And every time someone visits you, they're oiling you. But this particular woman was not just oiling you with her presence. She was oiling you with oil and, and commissioning you. And at that point, I dare say, you didn't even know you, she were being commissioned for this book. But no. were you afraid? I mean, how was that experience for you? The friend actually came with the oil. That's the first thing. She came with the oil amongst many other things. And what she said was, you know, in the Ethiopian dialect of the Akans, when you go to visit someone, the way it's put is, and if you translate it literally, it actually means, I came to oil you. You know, I just think that I actually should oil you. So she began to oil me. And as she went on, she said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I have to. 
And she oiled me like the way you see a baby oiled out of a bath. She oiled my hands, my face, my feet. And as she was doing it, I kept thinking momentarily that, why is she doing this? And without communicating audibly, anytime I thought it, she would say, me bai besrao, I came to oil you. Me bai besrao, I came to oil you. And for me, that was frightening because few days before, I had the prompting from the Lord that I have anointed you to write. This is the time to write. But I dismissed it. So when she did it, it was frightening because I knew what I had experienced. And I said to myself, rather than face the wrath of God, because this is not one of those moments where I say, I'm not too sure. Maybe let me pray about it. Let me talk to somebody. It was very clear. And so I decided, Lord, I've heard it. I don't know how, but I'm going to be obedient this time. Wow. What a powerful testimony. And whoever this person is, we thank you. Because without that culmination of event, I do not know. I know God would have found another way to reach you. But here we are. Here we are. I treasured this book so much. You don't even understand. You, I can't. You know what? I'm just going to stop. Or else we're never going to leave here. Now, Adeline, can you tell me, what is lupus nephritis? What is that? For those of you who don't know me, I am not a medical doctor. So this is from the patient's perspective. But I found out that lupus, it's an autoimmune condition where the body's immunity attacks itself. So it attacks the cells, the good cells, the bad cells. It attacks the tissues, the blood, the bones, the organs. It's like the body becomes allergic to itself. And what the intention of the attack is, is to get rid of whatever it attacks. So when you get to the stage where lupus attacks your kidneys, then your condition is that of lupus nephritis. And I'm told in one of two people who were diagnosed with lupus, one ends in kidney failure. And the thing about kidney failure is that um, you, you can treat it. There, there are many causes of it, but you can treat it with either dialysis or a kidney transplant. And even though there are many causes, the leading causes we found out worldwide are diabetes and hypertension. It is possible that somebody may have an accident or any other reason and end up with a kidney failure. But the leading causes, leading causes worldwide are diabetes and high blood pressure. So that's lupus nephritis. Wow. And then you just wake up one morning and suddenly your entire body is shutting down and fighting against you. This is for me, actually, is the first time I've heard about this. Um, can I ask you, and this question is, is my, for those of you who know me personally, my mom um, passed away because of kidney failure. And, uh, and another reason why this book is so important to me because Araba gets to tell us her journey and what she went through. Um, my mom had kidney uh, failure and shut down and all that. For all we know, she could have had lupus nephritis and we just didn't know it, you know. And even though she didn't make it, here you are. 
And it, so I feel like you're telling my mother's story in some ways, because I remember those days where she would come home uh, from dialysis and couldn't do anything for two days straight. Uh, Adeline, how did you process the period of dialysis? Dialysis is a very traumatic experience, like you mentioned. Anybody who has been through it, is going through it, or is taking care of somebody who is going through it will confirm that. And I got so tired after dialysis, it took me about a day and a half to get over it. And the other half of the day, I'm getting right back into it. So it's very traumatic. And initially, my response was anger. You know, anger at both God and the devil, because with everything that has gone on and all the prayers and all the medication, why does it get to this stage? But the anger was so intense, it actually propelled me to fight. And of course, when you're fighting, you, you choose your target wisely. I knew that I wouldn't fight God and win, but I was sure that with the devil, I stood a better chance. So I went on and I fought. And I fought with everything available, the word of God, what I knew about God's word, I asked the presence of the Holy Spirit to grant me interpretation of his word, let me know exactly what it was supposed to mean for me at every particular moment. And the more I did that, the surprising thing is I realized, ah, dialysis, it's bad, yes, but it was a blessed intervention from God. Because when you have a kidney failure and you don't undergo dialysis, then you're looking towards the very dark side of things. So it started as anger, but it propelled me to fight. And in fighting, I realized that, oh, it's an intervention from God. I need to accept every little bit of intervention he gives. Not to say that I was joyful. You can't be joyful during dialysis. But it's probably that state where the Bible says that the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. So as you study his word and as you pray and as you call out and as you even tell people how you feel, the way they respond, it gets you to a point where you really have peace. So I ended up having peace during dialysis. Wow. <laughs> I think the, the most powerful thing you said uh, also today is that you have to know who you're fighting you cannot fight God and win. And so you knew who you were fighting. You know, this was something from the devil. And you you targeted all of the fight that was left in you at the devil. Listen, for those of you watching, if you're going through anything at all, can I employ you to take a page from Adeline's book? Please, please choose your target wisely. Choose who you're fighting. The last thing you want is for God to show up like he showed up uh, uh, to Job and say to you, who is it that darkens my counsel without knowledge? Arba knew that she could not fight God and win, just like Job knew. And look at us, because of knowing who to choose to fight, we're here today and she's singing, thank you, Lord, you inhabit my praise. My goodness. Now, can I ask you this question? What was it like searching for a, a kidney? Uh, I remember I, back then I was ready to give my mother a kidney. It's just we weren't in time. We, we, we weren't, you know, 
what is it like? Is there like a bank of kidneys where you go and get a kidney? If you match, what is it like? Looking for a kidney is, is overwhelming. It's traumatic. And it's also humbling. Unfortunately, it's not one of the organs or one of the things that can be stored. It's not like going to the blood bank and saying, I need some blood. So the patient actually has to look for it. And it's overwhelming because how does a human being find an organ that is only created by God? That concept alone should let you know how overwhelming it is. And once you get into the period where you are being through orientation for the transplant, they give you indications of how you can find a kidney. You just have to ask. You need to tell your story. You need to get friends to ask. And sometimes you have to wear T-shirts or you have stickers on your car or you have to go on social media. You just ask. The more traumatic weight of it is you could have a family of so many people and you would not find a match. You would not be compatible. It's not just a matter of having the same blood group. There are so many indices that determine who can be a kidney donor. It could be a live donor, it could be a disease donor. But through it all, it's very traumatic because you get to a point where even on the day of the transplant, there can be a test that can tell you the person who had been a match all along is no longer. So it is traumatic. And when I say humbling, it's because for me personally, I had so many people come and want to donate their organs. The problem was they weren't matches. Yes. I, I had a friend who even found out during that process that she had only one kidney and all her life she didn't know. You know, the doctors tell me it's very possible and there are quite a number of people who live like that. They don't know because they've never had a problem. You know, so finding a kidney, yes, it's overwhelming. You're looking for an organ that only God gives. It's also traumatic because as you wait and you realize the time is running, and if I don't get this, I'm not going to be able to make it. And then it's humbling. When you see how God divinely creates a human being, somebody is in the hospital waiting for a kidney donor, somebody is in the hospital on life support, and maybe just before the person passes on or the person has already said that, if this should happen, you need to take me off the support, give my organs to anyone who needs it. So you realize even when a person dies, at that moment, something about that person can give somebody else life. And it tells you God really created us in his image. So a person who dies gives somebody a kidney. And contrary to what I had read, saying that when you have a disease donor, your kidney doesn't last that long. I met a man about three weeks ago, and he is registered, recorded with the National Kidney Foundation in America. He actually had a kidney transplant from a disease donor, and he tells me this year is his 46th year. Wow. Yes, so God is still working miracles. Despite the traumatic nature, God is still working miracles. Oh my God. What an experience. I think for me, the thing that overs my head, as we say back home, is this, that you're so calm about it. You know, I would be like on top of all of the roofs shouting like this answer is one of the most powerful answers. And I cannot tell why or how you're so calm. 
But you know what? It kind of leads into my next question. I'd like, what are the themes of this book? I know a lot of people are jumping on Amazon already, jumping on Book Nuke and finding it. But what are they expected to get from reading this book? Can you tell me some of the themes of this book? Yeah, I will in a minute. But first, let me just say this calm atmosphere, it's a gift from God. If oh. you could see what was going on inside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know how you would save me then. Oh, yes. Wow. Anyway, so let me go ahead and ask you. Some of the themes that run in the book is God remains the same. I say God remains the same because whatever you have heard about God, whatever you have read about God, he's still that. So if you knew him as faithful, he's faithful. If you knew him as a shepherd, he's a shepherd. If you knew him as a deliverer, he remains a deliverer. If you knew him as a healer, you know, so I'm just saying throughout the book that the God we have been told and we have known about, he hasn't changed. Another theme is the uncertainties of life. You know, here I am, I woke up one morning and everything had changed. I don't think if anybody told me this moment is going to last for the next five plus years, I would have agreed. But the uncertainties of life are real. You know, when you refer to the Bible in John 16, 33, Jesus tells us that in this world, you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world so i would say trouble is an absolute promise you know you will have trouble the good side is that he has overcome the world so now what do we do to position ourselves such that we become beneficiaries of that overcoming bit what do we do you know it can be you know very traumatic because it's not just for health you know, when you're sick, you can have a child who comes home one day, very different perspectives on everything you've ever taught this child. And the next few months, years, you are just, your whole life has changed. You could get into the office, one day you've just lost your job. You can just wake up one morning and then something has changed, your business collapses. So the uncertainties are just as the Lord told us they would be. It is an absolute promise. You will have trouble. But take heart, he has overcome the world. And the other thing I want to say about the uncertainties is this. Hmm. Even though we, we all know that no one lives forever, you should not be the one who gives up. No matter what you go through, don't give up. You know, there were times I went to the doctors, I went to the lab, they would pull out a lab report, I would look at it, they would discuss it with me. And I used to wonder, what are these doctors telling me? And my doctors were fantastic. Wherever I've had doctors, they've been world-class experts. So what they tell me is not the problem. But why am I going worse? You look at the report, you look at the imaging, you look at the test, and it actually tells what is going in the, on in the body. Sometimes you look at it yourself and you can tell, ah, this is bad news. But you know, you may cry, shed a few tears and everything, but when I get back to myself, I just ask myself, these lab tests, no matter how accurate they are, they don't factor in your strength as an individual, your courage as an individual, your financial ability to do things, to make things work. It doesn't factor all those in. So even with the lab results, what you see, don't get discouraged, don't give up. And if you are a Christian, I also tell you that no blood test scientifically calculates the grace of God. 
It can't calculate the mercy of God. It can't calculate his compassion. It can't calculate his destiny for your life. It can't calculate what you're going through and what you're supposed to learn. So regardless of what the last test say, always come back and say to yourself, I know that my Redeemer lives. These are the themes that run through the book. Always know that your Redeemer lives. Oh my God. Guys, did you hear her? Are you, are you, are you writing this down? No matter what you are going, and, and, and Sumaya says it here, no blood test scientifically can calculate the grace of God. Nothing, no situation can scientifically calculate the mercy of God, the love of God. And that's why in the beginning, as I was introducing you, I said, in the few months that I've come to know and dearly love you, you have drastically changed my theophany of God, this deity that I, I had been taught many, many times that he was just a, you've done good, here's a blessing kind of God. You did bad, here's a curse kind of God. Here you were singing in church, listening to people, helping in every way you could, being in church possibly Monday to Sunday, and you wake up one morning, you go to sleep perfectly okay, wake up one morning, and your life has drastically changed. Could not even fathom that you are about to have 30 over 30 different kinds of surgeries. All of these things pulling at your body, and you still stand here, giant-like, this poise you've got and saying to us, our problem, can I just, my problems seem highly insignificant in this situation right now, you know? And you're saying none of that matters. The deity of God, his mercy is what counts. I hope someone is writing this down. I hope, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the situation is. And shoot, if I wanted to tell you what I was going through, you would keel over and probably die. But let me tell you, the faith I have got because of this woman, and it sounds like I am like, you know, overemphasizing, and it's not through her power. I'm sure Adeline is wincing right now saying, Zoe, can we move on? Please, please, let's move on. I don't want to hear more. <laughs> but here's my last question for you. What would you want readers to take away? What would you want their takeaway to be? So yes, we know God is faithful. Yes, we know he is good. We know all of these amazing things. But there are some people who are reading it who are, you know, perhaps not sick, but they have other things going on with them. What would you want them to take away with them? Okay, first, let me just mention also that I, I had acknowledged at that point that we worship God for who he is, not because of what he does for us. Wow. So despite everything that I had gone through and done, I didn't feel like he owes me, no. And actually, as of the time the book went into press and all that, I was still sick. I was still undergoing diagnosis. I still couldn't walk. I mean, there was so much going on, but I still was prepared to say thank you to the Lord because I thought if nothing at all, he made me go through dialysis and I had something that sustained me. So yes, I, by the grace of God, I'm at the stage in my faith walk where I can never doubt the existence of God. I question him. I ask him questions, but I don't question his character because I know that he's real. Yeah, so 
I didn't weep over the fact that, oh God, this is a disappointment. Anyway, on to your question. I would hope that people who read the book would have divine encounters with the living Lord. You know, at any point you read, any chapter you take, may the Lord show you something that makes you realize that I'm so happy to be alive. It's not what state you're in, but just be happy to be alive. Because as long as there's life, there's hope. So look out for divine encounters on every page. Also, I hope that you can rise on to your next level, to the dreams you have. Whatever you would want to do, don't ever think that, no, I can't do it. This is not the time. Look, here I am writing at this stage at the most unlikely time of my life, so weak and not able to do it. And as I wrote, I realized that, you know, this God, he's very interested. Now I understood what Paul meant. When he was talking about his woes, he said, I prayed three times that the Lord take it away from me. But his response was, my grace is sufficient from you. And as he goes on, he talks about it. He comes to the point where he says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. I realized that at my weakest, the Holy Spirit took over. And that's how the writing was done. I didn't have to do the writing. So rise on to your next level tell your story, whatever it is. I mean, if it's how your business became the best or how your business collapsed, if it's about reproductive health, if it's about overcoming drug addiction, if it's about training a child, if it's about being a grandparent, whatever it is that you can tell, I can promise you it always makes a difference to somebody. And one of the things I had said is that if this book was written for just one person, I'm so glad I did. And you won't believe that the book hasn't really been out, but I've had about maybe 22 people tell me, you wrote this book for me. So there have been many ones that say that the book was written for them. So yes, have divine encounters on every page. Leave knowing that the Lord is real. You never give up. And always remember that you should also go and tell wonderful stories of your own. You know what? I am so glad you are on this platform that advocates storytelling because this story, um, as a filmmaker, I'm sitting here jonesing for a movie already. I'm always doing that. Like, you wrote a book? Let's make a movie. You wrote a book? Let's make a movie. But, uh, you know, for those who are still going, but how would I? How would I? I want you to explain to us just a little bit what your writing process was or still is? Because I know there were times you were probably still coming out of surgery and you're still going, I gotta write because this is a divine mandate. What was that like? Could you even hold a pen? Because my mom couldn't, she couldn't hold a cup. She couldn't, you know, how did you, how? Yeah, that's part of the miracle because you can't. I mean, it's so difficult, but somehow God gave me a way Sometimes I'll just, you know, put my phone on and just record what comes to me as I'm thinking out. But the thing about the writing is it started as a challenge because of this physical inability. And as I wrote, I began to employ more of the word of God, find out what he says about this condition, what he says about people. I found out what I could do for people. And the more I got involved in probably getting very, very intimate with God during those times. I realized that the writing became the most effective medication throughout this process. Aye, aye, aye. I mean, most effective medication, therapy, treatment. 
And the good thing, I didn't have to pay for it. As I wrote, I got better and I didn't have to pay for it. So the challenge became what God wanted to be the healing. Oh my God. Did you guys hear that? The challenge became the thing that God used for the healing. Again, I think the central theme of this is what are you going through? That challenge is actually the stepping stone. That challenge is actually the pill you have to swallow. You know, when people say the pill, we're thinking tablet, but in life you can't you can't have a tablet for everything. The challenge is the tablet that you swallow. That's the thing that heals you. My goodness. Oh my God. And I know you guys must have questions. Can you please put in the chat your questions for us? If you have questions for um, Antaraba, I want you see now I've, I've, I've reversed, right? It's Miracle and it is also anti. It's going to be a lot of names, guys. Forgive me. I, I, I don't know. It's just going to be one of them. But um, I did see a question that has been sent to me. And it says here, um, well, that one is the one that we answered already. But then there was another question that was sent to me. It says, what would you say was the worst part of the condition? There we go. What would you say was the worst part of the condition? With this condition, <laughs> every part can be described as the worst. But if, if I was supposed to just talk about a part, um, Maybe allow me to lump two as one. The first for me was waiting for the diagnosis. Because if you don't know what is wrong with you, no matter how long you stay in the hospital, you are not being treated, I can assure you. you you've just changed your sleeping place. Because you don't know what is wrong with you. If you get better, it's more of a, a default response. But they're waiting to know what exactly is wrong with me. That was a difficult part. The next I would say was knowing the diagnosis and living with it. You know, it felt for me like walking with a mirror because you had to know what you could do, what you could eat, how you could live, where you could go. If you were going to a function somewhere, you needed to know, okay, does anybody there have a cold? If you were going to visit somebody or somebody came to you with kids, you want to be sure, does anybody have a cold? Because when you are in that condition and you get infected with anything, I, I can't explain what happens to you. It, it's a very difficult thing. So it, it was the waiting for the diagnosis and then living with the diagnosis because it's no fun living like you're walking with a mirror. It's even going for dialysis, you actually have to know, depending on where your dialysis access is, you have to know what to wear because that's how they're going to access you very traumatic condition from beginning to god willing the end there's there's no breathing space and i salute all my friends who are going through i call them the warriors we encourage each other we get stronger we are very courageous it's surprising we don't even fear to talk about death we weep many times but we share our stories and it's interesting how we encourage each other and I'm not going to give a string of names, but if I should say to my dear friend Odette Mensma, to Kwame, uh, these, these were my, my warriors, my warriors. You know, they were like a stepping stone and they would tell me, look, you have to know this is just like you've entered some medical school. 
you have to learn, you have to take control of your life. And they helped me through that. And somehow, here I am today. I'm so glad for the people God put in my life. Wow. Wow. What? Thank you so much for that answer. Um, it reminds me of that Bible verse. It says, uh, you know, hope deferred, right? If you don't know, it's yeah. the not knowing that diagnosis. You don't know. Yeah. You're hoping yeah. they will find it. But if they don't yeah. find it, you've just changed your sleeping space. Now, Juliet, thank you so much uh, for that question, uh, Sarah. But I have a, a question from Juliet and she says, I joined late, so I apologize if you said already. Are you fully recovered now? Did you get a new kidney? Oh, before you answer that question, Juliet, please, you gotta get the book, okay? We do not wanna bury the lead, but oh my God, that culmination too. You know what, please get the book first. And let me uh, allow our guest of honor to answer this question. No, you have answered Juliet's question. She needs to get the book. <laughs> you do, you really need to get the book to really, really hear this question. But I will answer the first part. She is fully recovered. Look at her, how can she not? I mean, look, <laughs> oh my good God, my good God. There's this one last question that was sent to me. And um, oh my God, the questions are coming. So what we're gonna do is we'll answer one last question and then um, we'll compile them, the questions that come later. And um, Auntie Araba is going to kind of, you know, answer them and we'll find a way to get it to you. But Sybil says here, how would you charge slash challenge Christian doctors who are caring for patients dealing with seemingly fatal diagnosis? And this would be the last question. Uh, yes. I would say that I'm sure the doctors are aware. The patient comes to you because you're a doctor. The patient is not coming because you're a counselor. The patient is not coming because you are um, uh, any kind of psychiatrist, unless that's your profession. The patient is coming because you are a doctor. So you do your medical part. But if what I say could make a difference, it's going to be easier to let the patient know when you tell them about the condition or you tell them about the results, let them know these are the general statistics, but let them know of your other patients also who have pulled through it. Mm. Yes. The, the, the patient hasn't come to you because you're a Christian. Frankly, I don't even find out what faith my doctors are of because like I'm saying, I go to them for their medical knowledge, mm. you know, but I always wish they would tell me that, um, Yes, this is what we see, but you are in the best place. And most times I had that though, but I wish more of them would do that. Let them know that you are in the best place to deal with the condition. Wow. You know, wow. there, there's, there's only so much a doctor can do and we shouldn't hold too much against them also. They're human. Mm -hmm. In the same vein, I tell people, pray for the medical profession so that God will open their eyes to many more such things. Amen. Thank you so much for such an apt and very accurate answer. And I'm so glad that we're going to end on this question um, because what's about to happen next, and you guys, please stay tuned. You're going to be like, oh my God, I can't even. But <laughs> thank you so much for this conversation, Antiara. But let me tell you, the You're chat welcome. room is blowing up. Uh, Rose Machayo. Uh, another beautiful auntie of mine, huge supporter of To My Younger Self, both in prayer and financially. She says she just ordered 
the book. Now, the beautiful oh, story about Auntie Rose that most people don't know, she actually is a kidney donor. You know, okay. so this story is very important to her. I know she gave her kidney to someone who, you know, my goodness. Anyway. Uh, oh, so thank you, Rose. Thank yeah. you on behalf of us as well. Yeah, she's done an incredible, incredible job. And yeah. she's still taking care of some people. So, yes. But the comments are coming. I see you guys. I see you. And I greet all of you. Uh, just a few uh, minutes ago, I saw that Auntie Tilly was here. Uh, Mrs. Matilda, Emisa Atta, I see you. Auntie, thank you for joining us. We are so glad you're here. Uh, guys, I'm going to read a little excerpt here. And if you have the book, it's actually going to be in on page 44 or 144, sorry. And this is us introducing the next group of people that are coming on. <laughs> see how I'm doing my face? <laughs> I'm so excited. But I'm going to read a little bit of it here. It says, Right at that moment, doctors with a team of medical students walked in. After reviewing my records and asking a couple of questions, they asked my husband if he knew any resolvable reason why I refused to eat. He relayed to them in jest that I had said, if someone sent to me, perhaps I would eat. In seconds. I remember that. <laughs> in seconds. Guys, listen to this. In seconds. <laughs> Four of the medical students conferred, suggested a song, and began to sing in the hospital room. Yes. I had goosebumps and noticed everyone in the room was astounded. These medical students sang such a harmonious melody. A crowd began to fill the hallways around my ward to be part of that joy-filled atmosphere. I was so surprised. What was the chance that forced student doctors, as I referred to them, would converge at that specific moment and sing in full melodious composition? That is soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. In response to my silly request, which was really not silly at all, after such a blessing, I was left without a choice but to de-stress my weary self and shift into eating mode. And boy, I know you ate. I know you did. Ladies and gentlemen. I sure did. Oh, my goodness. We are about to introduce to you these incredible, incredible group of doctors. And um, they are called the Medical Quartet. And they are the ones that sang to uh, Adeline in those dark, dark times. There were students then. They are full-blown doctors now we praise the lord for that yes. and they're gonna just come and and sing some of the songs they sang to her some of the things the songs that are you know just so inspiring to auntie araba okay all right guys auntie araba i want to say thank you thank you for this conversation and when we come back we're gonna have a question for you and then the first two people only are going to hear personally from adeline araba agency <laughs> okay. all righty thank you Zoe. Mm -hmm. No, thank you so much. Thank you. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank thoroughly. you. <laughs> All right, guys, stay tuned. Here we go. Introducing Medical Quartet. Glad that you're well, and we 
also very happy that we get to do this for you on the occasion of your book launch. So without wasting much time, we'll just go straight into the, the song. And we hope that it's a blessing to you, as well as everybody else who gets to see. Thank you, thank you. You know, these these were students when I was sick, and it's been five years plus. So you can believe they are now doctors, yeah. and we've been in touch, and they were able to sing this for me today. So I am so thankful to God for the many blessings. Wow, they really are a part of the story, and they I know are. they're probably watching, or they're gonna watch later, yeah. guys. Thank you for being a part of the story and thank you for converging in split seconds because you gave faith to her. I know you did in that season of her life. God bless you. We're going to move on with the program real quick. Um, we're going to have three other people come on and read very short excerpts and then we'll be back to officially launch the book okay and then there's a few surprises in there but before we do that here's a question for you again get ready ding 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 i'm gonna ding it okay the first two people sumaya i know you're here please have your watchful eyes because i know you're that smart the first two people only hmm. what are the leading causes of kidney failure ding 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 and then when we come back from elizabeth Beatty, we are definitely going to get the answers and also announce the winner okay the next person that is coming on is elizabeth irene Beatty, a clinical biochemist 
director of her privately run medical diagnostics laboratory and a multiple award-winning author amongst many, many other things. As I introduce her, Antiaraba, we're going to put you back into the green room and uh, we'll see you very, very shortly. Okay. Thank you okay. for the beautiful conversation and thank you for writing. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All righty. Elizabeth, we're out there. We're speaking Bible English now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, beautiful smile too. Over to you, my dear. Thank you, Zoe. It's such a joy to be here today celebrating God's goodness in Adeline's life. I'm going to read a very short excerpt from her wonderful and extremely inspirational book. It's taken from chapter 11, which is entitled generals encourage perseverance. By grace, we are still here on earth amidst all trials of life. Wipe your tears, for the Lord has been good to us all. Allow your very soul to break out in gratitude. Throw a sharp general-like salute and say out loud, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you so much. That was really short and very, very sweet. Thank you for being here. And uh, guys, again, you see how that was power packed? The whole entire book is like that. In fact, I was telling someone, I think next to your Bible, you put this book there. You know, you read the book, you grab your Bible, and you say, oh, that's what God meant. It's like such an, a great interpretation of God's word in a lot of ways. So please, please do grab the book. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. God bless you. We'll see you backstage, my dear. Thank you. Thank you too, Zoe. God bless us all. God bless you. The next person I'm going to introduce is uh, another person I've worked with for, well, I worked with years ago. And I'm gonna see if he's here before we do the introduction. And if he's not, we'll go forward with the next person before we introduce him. Let me see if uh, Uncle Ebenezer Ampabe is here with us. <laughs> All righty. So let's introduce Reverend Ikea again. And I know in the beginning we read about Reverend Ikea, but let me uh, read a little, uh, another one of hers. Let's just read her bio again and then introduce her. And then right after her, we're going to have Uncle Ebenezer Ampabing, a veteran broadcaster, come on. So Reverend Akira, as we all know, is an, an Anglican priest, director of programs for the Anglican Diocese of Accra, an engineer by profession, and an author, amongst many, many other things. One of the coolest reverends you would ever get to meet and know. Actually, uh, I'm going to fangirl and also kind of plug it in here. My sister is absolutely nuts in love with this woman. She just is like, oh, Reverend Akira, oh! <laughs> I think she probably joined to watch the show. She's excited for Adeline, but she was like, hmm, Reverend Ikea. <laughs> so let me introduce her. Reverend, you are very welcome. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, before I read my excerpt, I just want to say that as, as a priest, you know, when people go through difficulties, you're always looking for something to say to encourage them. And listening to Adeline's story, walking this journey with her has really given me words for other people, a true living example of somebody who has stood by God, who, who knew that 
it didn't matter what it looked like, that once she was in that boat and she knew that the Lord Jesus Christ was with her, it didn't matter how horrible the storm looked, that she knew she would stand tall. And so I'm glad that all those things we spoke about and said that this day would come, that indeed this day has come. God bless you, Adeline. I am reading from chapter 25, which is called the 11th hour. And I'm just reading a short excerpt. It says, the 11th hour, as expressed in Matthew 26a, Matthew chapter 20, verse 6a, is real. The symbolic nature of the 11th hour is that there's still time. My thoughts are this, that whilst there's still time, note that there's still time to welcome Jesus into your heart. There's still time to avoid eternity in hell. There's still time to have your prayers answered. There's still time to make a difference in the lives of other people. There's still time to keep hope alive. There's still time to sing the praises of God, who is the only giver of time. For me, like the psalmist in Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. God bless you, Adeline. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Nukia. God bless you. And you look amazing. Thank you for joining us. I know it's very, very late where you are and you just showed up. This is the spirit we're talking about, the can-do spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening, Reverend. We will see you backstage. Have a wonderful one. Thank you for reading that for us. All righty, we're going to move on. And uh, as we're waiting for uh, Uncle Ebenezer Ampabin to join us, to read us the, the last excerpt of this, we're going to move on with the program. And um, we have on here that we're going to launch officially, officially launch this program. And um, I, we put together a few, like, 30-second videos to congratulate our miracle auntie, miracle mother, miracle sister, Adeline Araba Anusen. These are from people that, you know, she's known over the years. And, you know, we kind of found them. With, anyway, it's a surprise to her. So I think I want her on here for this because I want to see her facial expressions. Is that bad? Yes, it's a little bad, but I do not care. <laughs> no, I do, I do, I do. I promise I care. <laughs> uh, welcome. This is a quick surprise for you. Just a really quick one. The first one, here we go. You're going to tell us who she is yourself. How about we do that? <laughs> it has a palma in there somewhere, a buckle and under. I don't know. There's something there. Here we go. Hey, Rapsy. I just want to say a massive congratulations on the launch and release of your book. And I want to join you in saying thank you, Lord. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. If you know, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she says, yeah. if you know. You know, Ankasa, Ankasa, Ankasa. Yeah, we lost, we lost the sound for a few seconds, but I had most of it. Yes, that oh. is a surprise. <laughs> Here's another one for you. Araba, Rapsolinks, 
congratulations on the launch of your new book, The First of Many. Thank you, Lord. We cannot but say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God has been so good to us, especially God has been good to you, Araba. We thank God for his overwhelming miracles. We thank God for his grace, his mercy, his strength, his blessing in your life. You are a walking miracle and we cannot but say thank you, Lord. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. I wish you all the best. I know that this book is going to affect lives. In fact, I have already ordered copies for specific people, particular people that I know need to hear your message. And I thank God for what he's going to do through this writing. God bless you. and wish us all a beautiful lunch on Tuesday. And it's going to be just stupendous. Thank you, Lord. From the beautiful, oh. the beautiful Angela L. Adas. Thank you so much for that beautiful message. One last quick one. Here you go. Oh. Congratulations, O Araba. We thank the Lord for such an amazing testimony. Looking forward to reading your book. Thank you. <laughs> the beautiful Sarah Aqua. Thank you so, so much, guys, for doing this with us. And now for the moment that we've yeah. all been waiting for. Antiaraba, I'll see you backstage as I introduce again okay. to our audience okay. our own very Kafui day. Kafui, I know you're ready. You're ready for this. And my job is almost done. I'm going to hand over to you, sir. You're welcome back. Okay. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Happy to hear the voices of so many people that I know, um, people who are backstage, people who have made presentations. I'm just going to park this car right now. Uh, I just, uh, and then do this call to action. I've been called to go and do an interview, to go and interview President Kufuor. So uh, and I'm just parking right now and I'll do the call to action and then we go. So I have parked and here we go. So ladies and gentlemen, the book is launched and I need to tell you um, that this is a great book telling the story of Adeline from her point of view, the things that she's been through and the values that she has lived uh, throughout this, this time, these years of suffering, this pain. Uh, but the message is one of hope and encouragement for people who are going through a similar moment in time. And so my job is simple. The heavy lifting has been done by the author who wrote the book, by all of you who have contributed. And all I have to tell you right now is that the book, thank you, Lord, duly launched. And I just want to let you know that this is a book that must be read from the foreword written by Archbishop Palmer Buckle, uh, Father Buckle to most of us who went to school, um, in Archbishop's school, till the very last page. This is a great book. And I urge you, to buy this book. Adeline is going to respond to every message that you send to her. So please, let's not keep the chat box idle at all. You've done a great job so far. Keep the chat box very active. She's going to read every single message of yours. And to let you know that this book, part of the proceeds from the sale of this book will go to the Ghana Kidney Association, the American National Kidney Foundation, and it will help people living with lupus nephritis. So there's a good cause behind not just a good story, but a good cause. So please send your messages of encouragement to Adeline. 
let the whole world know about this book and where it can be found. Well, a couple of ways we can uh, get access to the book. Zoe spoke about it earlier for the reviews that you sent to Amazon. Of course, you can buy the book from Amazon.com worldwide. And then in Ghana, you can get it from Book Nook. Um, and you want to call Book Nook, take this number down or these numbers down, uh, 0277-552-091. I'll repeat the number. 0277-552-091. Book Nook has another number. Let me give it to you right away. 055 0555858590. Those are the numbers for Book Nook Online. You can also get the book from uh, GKNG, that's the George Kweku Inti Group, the George Kweku Inti Group uh, around the Gulf House area in Accra. They have two numbers as well 0246 042. 630. That's 0246 042 630. There's another number 0242 771836. 0242 771836. We want your reviews on Amazon. So please go to Amazon.com. Put your, your reviews out there for thank you, Lord. Let's make this book a bestseller by God's grace. And if you'd like to get in touch with Adeline, she has a number of ways you can get in touch with her. Her email address is Miracle Adeline. Miracle Adeline, one word. Adeline is A-D-E-L-I-N-E. -E. Of course, Miracle is M-I-R-A-C-L-E. So Miracle Adeline 2021, the numbers 2021. So Miracle Adeline 2021 at gmail.com. You can send her a message. Uh, tell her your thoughts about the book after you've read it or just send her a message, give her encouragement. And you can also follow her on her socials, Facebook and Instagram. They're looking for at thank you lord book so then the title of the book thank you lord and you add book to it so the book is launched it's available on on amazon it's available on book nook and the gnkg gkng your pardon uh let's spread the word let's share the message it's uh, not everybody who goes through a trying moment a trying time such as adeline and actually gets to put what they went through down on paper for the benefit of others. So that alone is worthy of commendation by our, our great author. It's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful book and I, I urge you to buy it, buy copies for your friends, let people know where it's available. You wanna get through to Adeline, remember on Facebook and Instagram, it's thank you Lord book at thank you Lord book. You can email her miracleadeline2021 at gmail.com. And of course you can get the book physically in Ghana at Book Nook Online the George Kweku in T group. Remember, part of the proceeds of the sales of this book will go to the Ghana Kidney Association. So Adeline is thinking of other people who would need um, support. Kidney uh, conditions are very expensive to manage and treat, and so she's thinking about them. And so part of the proceeds will go to the Ghana Kidney Association. Of course, uh, other parts of the will go to the American National Kidney Foundation, and generally to help people living with lupus nephritis, a condition that she has uh, lived through. So thank you so much, all of you. The book is duly launched, and I'm calling you to action to make it happen on Amazon. Send your reviews. The reviews will push us to number one. So send the reviews there. Let people know that this book has been launched on, on this beautiful day, the 28th of June, 2022. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Uh, I know we're going to make it big, and together we'll make it uh, even bigger. Thanks, and back to you, Zoe. 
Let me tell you, the pros do it better. My goodness. Kafui, my admiration for you as well. Hello. Thank you so much for launching us. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, someone did put in the comment section, I love technology because he's launching us, he's driving, and he's doing it. He's doing it great. God bless you, Kafui. We are so thankful that you found God time. God bless you. And it speaks to your your. your Thank you so much of integrity i mean you're busy you're about to go into uh, you know interview a whole president of a nation and you're still here yes so yes i'm moving i'm moving i parked i parked and did this for you and ah. now i can move but thank you so much i wish i could stay to the end but hey thank you so much i really appreciate it congratulations once again adeline and zoe you're doing a great job i love the energy with which you're moderating this it's just wonderful thank you so much there could be no other higher bar so you know what i bow thank you we'll see you thank soon. you thank you yes indeed zoe ciao <laughs> bye-bye everybody we are duly launched guys Woo! let's bring her back in woman of the moment <laughs> <laughs> My God, my God. Uh, yes, I told my yes, communications yes. director says there's a one question for you. So we're going to okay. take it. Sumaya, do me a favor. Put up that question, please. And there we go. Oh, my God. My team is the most amazing team. <laughs> you guys, man. Woo! Uh, here's the question from um, Abaketo Anda. She says, Adeline, you are the picture of faith and calm. But did you experience fear during this journey? Fear, yes. I experienced a lot of fear. I mean, it, it, it's a very frightening thing. And I lived out my fears. I, I couldn't have, you know, controlled it. You know, there were times I could even cry. There were times I would rant and rave. I was very fearful. I, I had no idea what it was from one day to the next. I was actually living the days of my demise. It's a very frightening thing. And yes, I was afraid. My husband, Papasi, my close friends, my family, my siblings, my stepkids, they will tell you yes. And because I'm calm, when I'm fearful, it reflects on the others. And I mean, this is the person we usually see as an uncle. And if she is fearing, how, how do we handle it? So yes, I was fearful. Let me just even mention one time when I didn't just get my lab results, but they actually gave me a letter with the results. And the letter more or less says, look, there's not much else that we can do. And when a transplant team does that, I was so scared. I called a friend of mine. She was scared. And she said to me, she calmed down faster. And she said, you know what? You remember Hezekiah's prayer of deliverance? Spread it out. Lay it before the Lord and let's pray. I'm sure the Lord can change this. So I physically and literally laid it out before the Lord. Spread the letter. And you will believe it. You will not believe it. The next time the transplant team called me, the words they used was trust that letter and everything had changed. So yes, I was fearful, but God still works. And the story about Hezekiah, if you would like to read it, it's somewhere in Second Kings. It's either 18, 19, 20. It's a beautiful story. I spread the letter physically before the Lord and we prayed. So yes, I was fearful, but it doesn't change who God is. So even if you're fearful, know that God still will come through for you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for that powerful answer because yeah. I know someone needed to hear it. Indeed, I needed to hear it. Um, for those of you who have other issues, it could not, maybe it's not sickness. It could be something else. 
find the documents and spread it before the Lord, whatever it is, and say, Lord, yeah. you got to do something. Uh, Sumaya, let me know if we have our, our winners. Uh, and then we're going to bring this gentleman in and uh, put our winners in the comment section so we can find it. But let me bring this gentleman in, Auntie Araba. We, Patience Latte is our first winner. Woo! Yes, 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 yes. We're going to reach out to you. And Jane, oh my God, Jane just be winning things on here all the time. I know it. Thank you. We're going to definitely reach out to you. We're going to, you know, find a way to send it to you, ask for your address. So please look out for it. It's definitely going to come from to my younger self and it will be a signed copy of this duly launched book. <laughs> Listen. Antiaraba, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll see you shortly. Okay. Listen, this gentleman I'm about to introduce. So when I was young then, I mean, I'm still young, but when I was younger, I interned for about two months or so at GBC, which is the Ghana uh, Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, I was, you know, not scared, just nervous around him because he has this demeanor that was so quiet and calm and confident. And even when he talks, you you know, you're like, am I saying the right English word? You know, and they used to have a place where the broadcasters would sit. And, you know, those of us who were like just news stringers were on the other side. But I always looked upon him and admired him so, so much. And he's going to read the last excerpt of the book. And this is in the person of Ebenezer Ampabing, Mr. Ebenezer Ampabing, another person I call Uncle Eben, a veteran ace, ace, topmost ace broadcaster, chief editor and deputy director of Ghana's largest and longest um, um, streaming broadcasting station. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please help me welcome the indomitable Ebenezer Ampabing. Uncle Eben, you are welcome. Look, even the smile. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Zoe. God bless you. Wow. It's, it's always a joy to be part of anything that promotes the kingdom of God. Amen. And there's no doubt about the fact that God is glorified in this book. Yes. And I have to be at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. I, I excused my management meeting and I dashed here to be able to do this because I mean, nothing replaces God. Wow. So I have come in to do it to the glory of the Most High. Amen, amen. Thank amen. you so amen. much, Here you go, over to you. Thank you very much. Chapter 22. Because he lives. As this goes on, I recall the words of the Lord through the prophet Jeremiah, recorded in Jeremiah 6, 16a. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. Which is the good way? Reflecting on this, I begin to gain strength from the glimmer of hope and smile again. My faith 
then rises with the storm, lays a firm foundation of hope, and I begin to laugh all over again. My heart is encouraged to trust that God is still at work concerning me. And then, in his mercy, he rises and commands my raging storm. Peace, be still. That command clearly, that command clears my muddled thoughts and gives me peace. A number of these go on with varying momentum, a seeming cycle, but I press on for I know that because he lives, I can face my tomorrows. Thank you. Oh my God, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Guys, we do apologize in the beginning. I know a lot of you are saying you couldn't see Uncle Laban, but he is right here in live and colored. You know, he's right there and he's saying and waving goodbye to us and hello to us. He's right here in flesh. Uncle Laban, I thoroughly enjoyed your reading again. I hi, 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 hi. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you backstage, Uncle Laban. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The pleasure is mine. Oh, Thank you. Wow, wow. Did you guys see that? He read it like, you know what? I've been cautioned by my communications director to not be too much Zoe today. So you know how I tried, right? <laughs> I've been trying because I can go on. <laughs> now, the next person we're going to introduce to you guys, man, Man, this gentleman, like every time I see him, I smile. My tea just goes, because he's always smiling. He's always smiling. He's always smiling. This is Dr. Patrick Adakwe, the musical maestro slash classical art keyboardist, composer, arranger, and conductor, amongst many other things. He's a doctor, and he finds time to do this. <laughs> Let me tell you, guys, I know we're almost close to the top of the hour. You guys have been so gracious with us. I greet you all, all of you in uh, watching us on, um, uh, um, I was about to say Amazon. Hey, you never know. They might be watching us on Amazon. Who knows, right? <laughs> Since we're about to be a number one bookseller. Yeah. But uh, you've been watching us on YouTube. I greet you all. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, um, on Facebook, we are very, very, very grateful. I'm going to uh, play this medley, or he's actually going to play it for us, the indomitable Dr. Patrick Adakwe. And this is all for our miracle, Adeline. Please bear with us as we play it for you. We'll be right back, guys. Adeline Araba Enusin, congratulations for your book launch. Thank you, Lord. Indeed, he inhabits our praise. And of course, as Christians, whatever we do, we must thank God. We must know that the praises of God and his thanks are the most important to him than the lamenting. And of course, I agree with Araba that we need to thank God. And that is why you chose these three songs for me to do for you. 
And I agree with you that we have to count our blessings. Amen. Life's below you are tempest tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you all the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will keep singing as the days go by. So amid the conflicts, whether great or small, do not be disheartened, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your days and count your blessings, 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 name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Ah, come on, let's give it a clap. Sing with me. We go. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has
wow, 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 wow. Adeline, that was for you. <laughs> that is amazing. Who is a pardoning God like thee? Wow. Or who hath grace so rich and free? Wow. Oh my God. Dr. Dako, somebody asked in the comment section, they said, uh, does he have an album and where can I get it? You know, so Dr. Adakwe, can you plug in, in in the comment section where we can get this incredible voice? Ghana has so much talent and indeed we're here to celebrate everyone, but today yeah. is for definitely um, Adeline Araba Anunson. My goodness, mm -hmm. my goodness. Listen, for those of you who want to, not for those of you, in fact, let me employ you. Let me challenge you. I want you to make it a point to keep in touch with this powerful tower house please keep in touch please 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 and you can find her on all the social media uh, uh, channels you can find her on instagram on facebook and it is at thank you lord book that's it it's easy right just put it in your phone at thank you lord book let me know you're doing that right now let me know you're doing that and you're going to find her on there you can ask her all of the questions i know a lot of you have questions and this woman is that methodical she's that met uh, meticulous she's that um she her, her listening ear is out of this world she will respond to each and every one of you i promise you this please 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 find her yes follow her uh and follow the book and and all the great things that you know, we're about to start doing. Thank you so much. We're going to take one more question and then we have another surprise for you and then we'll take leave of you. We want to thank you for spending your morning with us. Those of you in Ghana and in West Africa, thank you for spending your, your, your afternoons with us. And also for those of you in the parts of the world like Australia, Austria, all those places where people are probably asleep by now because deep or deep at night, we want to say thank you for spending your evening with us, your night with us. We're very, very, very grateful. Um, uh, Sumaya, bear with me and please put up the question. I know we had a question. We want to ask Adeline real quick. Um, and here it is. It says, Adeline, what an amazing testimony. What would you say to someone who is going through something like this or similar? By Sybil Bentil. I'll say soldier on, keep fighting, whatever it takes, soldier on. Don't be scared of the lab report. Ask questions of the doctors, become the best advocate for your condition. And don't live in fear of death. Just prepare yourself for what happens after death. And the most important thing I would say is that God be with you. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what you go through. If God is with you, you would be happier with him in your boat than without. So soldier on and God be with you. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so very much for that answer. You heard her. Soldier on. <laughs> soldier on. Guys, yeah. let's keep soldiering. And please let me remind you again, just follow this amazing woman. Follow this miracle woman. Please, please, um, not for the ratings or for the numbers, because we all know God's favor does not factor any of those things in, honestly. It's really not. But it's for the fact that 
She's been through it and she wants to talk to you. Do you know what that means? This is a fountain of knowledge. It's not knowledge that she got in a book. It's not knowledge that she went to school to get. This is the, the fountain of knowledge of experience, the walking of it. She's actually walked through the fire and she actually is willing. Some people shut down. She's willing to walk with you through the fire, answer all the questions you may have. So please, please find her at Thank You Lord Book on Instagram, on Facebook, Twitter, all of those places. And please follow her and ask her all the right questions. Again, I know she's not shying away from asking questions. Okay, guys, I thank you in advance. Yes, Tina says, all I want to say is thank you, Lord. Indeed, for the rest of the week, the rest of the year, because in two days, we're marking exactly six months that has ended. For the rest of the year, guys, let our resounding uh, a collective communal voice always just know what to say. Thank you, Lord. And every time we say it, let us thank God for the book. Let us thank God for Adeline. And let us thank God for what he is about to do in each and every person that is here in life. All righty. We're going to uh, go ahead. Auntie Arba, we will see you again very shortly. I'm bothering you a lot today, but I'm so happy. I'm fine with it. I know. <laughs> and I know it's not a bother at all. It's not at all. It's my pleasure. Oh, and you look so incredibly beautiful. Can I just say that? Did I say that already? Um, I think I felt it in your look. <laughs> thank you anyway. Thank you, Zoe. I really appreciate it. We will see you shortly, Auntie. Okay. All righty. This group of people we're about to introduce to you is a, a multiple award-winning choir of Ghana, 22 years of providing music and a platform for the education and development of the youth in Winneba, Ghana and surrounding areas. Let me tell you, when the Winneba Youth Choir takes time out to prepare a special medley for you, <laughs> you know how special you are. And so they took time out and they kind of, you know, um, did this song for our miracle Adeline Araba. Guys, stay tuned as you enjoy this medley from the Winneber Youth Choir. Oh, 
my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to see Arba's reaction. I really, 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 really do. <laughs> you should have been in here with my entire production team. You have no idea how many people are around me here. We almost forgot that we were in the program. Thank you so much. I know. And over here, too, there's some who don't even speak Chi, and they're also going like, you know, they're bobbing their heads. <laughs> oh, God bless you. My, I'm telling you, oh, my God, Adeline, you are blessed and really highly, highly favored. Look at the Thank people you. who came out. Not that status is anything, really, in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things. But these are people whose status is not a status just because yeah. of material things. It's a status yeah. of integrity. It's a status of character. Yeah. It's a status of sticking to your friend no matter what. And, you know, they say, tell me your friend and I'll tell you your character. So just look at the people who showed up for yeah. Auntie Araba. Then you can Thank tell you. that she's probably at least two or three times even up there. It is incredible. I am so proud to be associated with you. And I know everybody here, listen, we're almost two hours in and the numbers have not dropped in that significantly because people are here for you. It is incredible. And again, I want to say thank you for writing thank this you. book. Let me tell you, God has thank been faithful. You don't know how many lives you've saved with this. And um, with this book, you know, being duly launched, I think it is only fit that we hear you read your own words to us just a little bit, if it's not too much trouble. I know it's not. It's not. Yes. <laughs> I'll just read a little bit. Yes, please. And while okay. she's doing that, while she's going to read, guys, I'm going to put up the, the, the Facebook uh, page link to the book and also the Instagram so that you guys can click on it and go follow her, okay? I'm terrible, over to you. Thank you, Zoe. Okay, I'm reading from chapter 26. Um, the title is, Thank You, Lord. There is a whole lot more I could say about this journey. The reliability of God's word, the many miracles witnessed, and the numerous lessons that I learned. But I have to conclude this memoir at some point. If anyone is interested in further conversations on this, in echoing John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, I have much to write you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Said John, verses 13 and 14. Oh my God, how apt, how short and very pithy and straight to the point. You know, this is a virtual lunch, but I am dreaming of the day where we can all get together in a big auditorium and talk about this book on a bigger stage again. I look forward to it. Guys, do us a favor and go follow the book. You know, I'm saying go follow the book very um, strategically because I know Adeline does not even want this book to be about her. It's never been about her. She's been the hands and the feet that Jesus has used to pen this memoir, this book. Um, it's really about the words in the book. Thank you, Lord. 
he inhabits our praise. And can I just say thank you to the person that gave us the, the subtitle, he inhabits our praise. Araba's beautiful, incredible, amazing, intelligent husband, Pakwesi. Sir, we salute you. We thank you for being a part of this process. God bless you indeed. God bless you. Guys, I um, I don't want to leave. I really do not want to leave. But we have to take leave of you at some point. For those of you who want to know more, you know, if you've, um, through this book, as you read it, if you, you know, just by reading the book you received to Jesus or rededicated your life to Jesus. I love what Adeline has done with this book because at the end she tells you where to go find help. And I do believe our next reader will lead us into all of that. But, you know, all of this to say, I want you to get the book because it's so much packed with information and, and such powerful moving stories and, and there actually is pictures in there too, believe it or not. There's a picture in there and that's going to blow your mind. So let me introduce our, she's the last person to close us out. Certainly not the least in any way. It's just that she carries all of us on her shoulders. Evangelist Mrs. Marian Asamoa Amy, uh, another incredible woman of God, the president of Jesus is Lord Crusades USA which is an evangelistic mission not affiliated to any church building the body of Christ worldwide. Um, Adeline, we will see you later. We'll see you in the background as we bring Evangelist Marion on. Evangelist, hi, you are muted, my dear. Could you please unmute for us? There we go. To God be the glory, I am so joyful i'm sitting here and just dancing to the tune of the winnipeg massacre it's just awesome auntie adeline i am so grateful to god to see this day to see what god is doing in your life i'm just i'm just in awe and as i was just meditating and all that is going on and um zoe you're doing a fantastic job um one of the things that you said that really stood out is that many will have a divine encounter. Many will have a divine encounter. And I strongly believe that this is what God is already doing. The spirit of God is already doing this among us. And uh, many that have tuned in and those that are still with us will experience the tangible presence of God that through this wonderful book, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your lives will be changed and God will touch them. And so as I was just meditating and asking, you know, Father, why do we even have to share our testimonies? Because most of us always kind of just hide behind uh, the screen and not share our testimonies. Let me just say this and then I'll pray. And for those of you who don't have a relationship with Jesus, because as Auntie was talking about this book, she just, you know, she just kept saying that this is so that you would draw closer to God. And you can see that in her message. You can see that in the book. I'm almost done with mine. Uh, you can see that in the book, uh, drawing us, drawing our attention to our relationship with Christ is important. And so at any point, I want to encourage you, 
you need to connect back to the source. He is light. He is living. He is alive. And when we connect to him, we have the energy we need to continue every day of our lives. And so, beloved, you must share your testimony because it brings glory to God, number one. It demonstrates God's power and God's love. It promotes togetherness. Look at what is happening right now as we are just listening to Auntie's testimony. All of us have come together. And also it, it, it promotes, it allows us to showcase the goodness of God, the power of God. And like she said, it was a mandate given to her by the Lord Jesus himself. And so, Auntie, God bless you. And for anyone who is on, I want to pray. But before I pray, I want to really lead you to Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you're watching us right now, and maybe you have, but you kind of just fallen off the wagon, I just really want to encourage you right now in this moment. For all you know, the Lord created this moment for you, and I don't want you to live here the same. I believe that there is an impartation that is taking place right now, even as I speak, and throughout uh, the beginning, you know, from the beginning of the program till now. And so I want to pray with you, but especially for those who don't know Jesus, we want to use this as a, a platform to draw you close. That Jesus is calling you. His arms are stretched and he's saying, come to me and I will do for you as I have done for Adeline. Yes, I hear the Lord saying that. I will do for you as I have done for Adeline. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I will do for you as I have done with Adeline. I will do. Let me repeat that. I will do for you as I have done with Adeline and I will give you a testimony and put a fresh song in your mouth that say as the spirit of the Lord. And so right now, I just want you to lift up your hands. If you don't know Jesus, I want to lead you to him right now. It's just a simple prayer. I want you to pray and I'll pray for all of us at the end. And I strongly believe if you are sick on this platform that right now, even as you are listening to this, oh, let the healing power of the Lord touch you supernaturally right now. May you also have a testimony May you be delivered from every illness, you know, disease, whatever it is. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus and we decree and declare that you are delivered and you are saved and the Lord has touched you in this moment. Amen and amen. Glory be to Jesus. So let's pray for those of you who don't know Jesus. Maybe you tuned in by accident somebody invited you this is your cue this is your moment i just want you to put your hands on your chest and let's pray this simple prayer amen and say this up to me today jesus i accept you as my lord and personal savior i know i'm a sinner i believe that jesus died on the cross for my sins and today I repent of my sins. And today I sit with you as you are seated at the right hand side of the Father. Jesus, I accept you into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Come into my heart, Jesus. I give myself to you. Have your way and wash me with your blood. In Jesus' name, 
I pray. And beloved, we want to welcome you to the fold. We want to welcome you to the family of believers. It doesn't matter what is happening out there. There is a good remnant. Amen. There are those that God is preparing for a greater harvest. We want you to be a part of a Bible, a holy Bible believing church. And then also at the back of the book, um, on page 300, uh, are the contacts you can reach out to Auntie Adeline personally if you've given your life to Jesus at miracleadeline2021 at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to Joyce Myers Ministries. We have partnered with them and they will wonderfully help you on the scripture union in Ghana. If you're in Ghana, the scripture union has partnered with us and they will help you grow in your faith or for those of you in in the u.s or wherever you may be the joyce meyer ministries if you can just reach out the information is at the back of the book i'm sure that uh zoe will share all of that please go ahead and uh, let us know what god is doing in your life so let me pray quickly all right okay let's close our eyes wherever you are just be still that we are in the presence of the living god father i thank you for your awesome presence. I thank you that you are God and there is nothing that can change who you are. We love you. We thank you for you, oh God, that we can trust in your integrity, in your ability to do exceedingly and abundantly, far above what we can ever imagine. And so Lord, we thank you for everyone who has been on this program, those that have been from beginning and even till now, we honor you for their lives. We thank you for Auntie Adeline's life. And Lord, we decree and declare that let this book, Father, touch lives. Let it change lives. Because of this book, let many come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father, we decree and declare that many will be healed in the name of Jesus. As they, uh, as they read this book, they will encounter you. There will be that divine encounter taking place that their lives will never be the same. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you for this moment in the name of Jesus. We love you so much for what you have done for us. To God alone be all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you all for tuning in. Uh, Zoe, I hand over back to you. God bless you. We love you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Evangelist Marion. God bless you. What a powerful moment. Thank you for closing us out so powerfully. God bless you. Um, and we'll see you backstage. Guys, we are almost done. But you know, the show is not entirely done until we've heard from the woman of the moment. It is such a somber in, uh, 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 moment right now. I'm going to bring Adeline back on, the author of this great, incredible book. Before I do that, let me tell you, there is something to be said about community and village. You know, as I'm doing this, you know, people would say, oh, my God, Zoe, you're doing such a great job. But I have such a huge backing behind me. One of those people, uh, an incredible woman, a cheerleader of most human beings, like she likes to call herself, Margie Marge of Margie TV. Can I salute you, my senior? I salute you. Thank you for being in the background. 
without qualms. She's always telling me there is enough room at the top for all of us. And she's here. And you know what? She's reminding me of things that I may have forgotten or overlooked. Margie, thank you. She has a show called Humanity Chats. I want you to go over and, you know, uh, check her out. She's on every Thursday. Listen, Ghanaians are doing incredible things in the diaspora, okay? Um, and she says, please share your reviews and ratings of Arabist work um, on Amazon and everywhere the book is sold. She has a link on here. Oh my God, Margie, thank you, thank you. Not many people who are doing the same thing, because she's an incredible moderator too, would come here and do this without even being asked. I really salute you. Auntie Araba, our own miracle, our giant in the Lord, honestly, sword slaying prayer warrior, my very, very own miracle. <laughs> I bring you back for your very last words to us. I have my last words probably would be a very big thank you, first of all, to you, Zoe. Thank you so much for opening up this program to me. It's usually um, on the East Coast of America at 7.30 a.m. You would listen to a program to my younger self. So next week and every Tuesday after, please tune in and listen to Zoe and her guests. Thank you, Zoe. I appreciate this. And I'll say thank you to all of you for making the points to join me to pay this tribute to my God. I am so thankful for those who wrote the foreword at Bishop Palmer Buckle, I still can't believe that he made the time to do this. To Professor Kwabna Asamwajedu, my pastor and the president of Trinity Theological Seminary. I don't know how he made the time either. Elizabeth Irene Beatty, Abba Kato, and uh, all my other reviewers, Auntie Tilly, my dearest Ya, Auntie Muriel, Sharon, and Uncle Doc Riverson a wonderful friend of my father. He's taking care of me like he slipped into his feet together with Reverend E.H. Gruberson and family. Thank you all. If I don't mention your name, it's not because I'm not grateful. My friends have been telling me your thank yous are going to get finished because you're always saying thank you. Maybe it explains it all. Thank you wherever you are. And as you leave this place, don't leave the presence of God. And if you have anything on your mind, let me just say, as was said in the book of Philippians, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are right, whatever is of good report, if anything is excellent, if anything is praiseworthy, think on these things. Thank you. Oh my God, so apt and so done. And let me also just say thank you to our launch team. Uh, you know, everyone that was on, every time we called on you, you were there. Auntie Jackie, thank you so much for that wonderful medley. Dr. Patrick Adakwe, um, the Winneba Youth Choir. Guys, uh, Lady Abaketo Anda, uh, my lead communications expert in the ZEC. She's like my assistant. This girl is hands-on and on it all the time. Sumaya Uthman, I salute you for your expertise. My goodness, yeah. you guys are just incredible. Um, Uncle Ebenezer, Kafui uh, Day, who was on the road and still marching on. She was, he was soldiering on. All of you, Nakai, Elizabeth, 
uh sharon mills my goodness this girl is so detailed and to the point she's been reminding me of things i'm like oh yes thank you thank you you know um the lighting team here uh the, the moses rivers all of you my goodness we are grateful we are grateful and it has been such an honor to be able to moderate this event and be a part of this momentous occasion and to everyone that is over there with auntie adeline um, of course, I know Pakisi is there, our very own. I cannot thank him enough because I'm always saying that is the mark of a marriage. This is how God wants marriage to be, that we would love each other, especially the men, as Christ loved the church. You know, there's a part in the book where Adeline describes how Pakisi braids her hair throughout those times he was braiding her hair, giving her the mirror and telling her all these things. He learned how to, you know, hook her earrings on. Can I just say, sir, I know you cannot see me, but I tip my hat off to you and I salute you. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed, I know part of her healing is because you were there and your strength gave her strength. We truly salute you. Guys, it has been such a wonderful event. I cannot even, I don't want to spoil it by telling you what to expect next week on To My Younger Self. Just jump on and you will be surprised, okay? Of course, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on, you know, all of the wonderful channels To My Younger Self. But today is Adeline's day. And I just wanted to make sure that we end it with Adeline. And with that, I want to say thank you. I want to say goodbye we love you we love you dearly you know the numbers never went down to uh to to uh less than 100. adeline you did that two hours in you did that wow, wow. and with that we have come to the end of the show adeline as i'm pulling up the end credits <laughs> as we call it in film Anything else you want to add, you can add. Thank you. And maybe I'll just, the color purple you see as wearing, of course, in the book is the color for royalty for my Lord and King. But even as we wear purple, it's the color that raises awareness for lupus. So we are cheering our warriors on. It's the color purple that raises awareness for lupus. Thank you all, have a great day, and hope to see you again soon. Yes, thank you so much. All protocols observed. My name is Zoe Baraka. I've been your moderator for the last couple of hours. Of course, the beautiful, indomitable giant of a woman, not in, in body, but in spirit, giant of a woman, Adeline Araba Anderson. We take a bow, we say, God bless you. We love you dearly. We will see you again bright and early again, please. Do not forget to get. Thank you, Lord. He inhabits. He absolutely inhabits our praise. Wow. All right. It's been too somber here. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. See what the Lord has done. Can you see what the Lord has done? What we waited for has
wedding day you're gonna sing that. Can you see what the